1: tic-tac, tic-tac, Mbappe to Real Madrid confirmed, Chris Khan in the mud, we go again, it's time for Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Um, welcome, LFC Daytrippers community. Welcome, any other football club's community. It's a somber day for Liverpool fans as the dream is finally over. Matisse, stop laughing. <laughs> the dream the dream is is, is finally over with, uh, near enough, the confirmation that Mbappe is off to Real Madrid. But we go again and we have an absolute mouthwatering game to look forward to on the weekend um, and to help me go through it all, what a cast, what a cast. First and foremost, the man's back, Mr. Avi himself from California, missed last week. Guess what? The intro, we mashed up last week without you, you're back and you still mashed it up. But it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's part, of, part and parcel of the fun. How are you doing? How was your break? Yeah, it was a good break. It was a good break. Um, I was expecting
2: some transfer news, but unfortunately, nothing. So, but no, it's um, I'm, I'm happy to be back on Thursday. Uh, I was I watched part of your show last week. I saw the intro again. Um, but look, Conway done really well. A brilliant, uh, deputy. Um, he was better than me. And yeah, good oh, to be yeah, back. Yeah. And
1: and so say all of us.
2: Yeah, yeah. so say all of you. And it's good to be joined with um, joined by uh, obviously Connor, my co-host, who we'll be sorting out our show afterwards for tomorrow. And you want to do the introduction to Matisse? Because I know he's your guy from Big Six and whatnot on Friday.
1: Well, now everyone knows Matisse. Me and Matisse. um, We're the the, the real football guys on the Big Six, you know. But that's why I had to bring him on. You know, he's he's probably... It's probably the only Chelsea fan that I can talk to for more than five minutes without <laughs> wanting to hold the screen and smash up. Oh, and Connor, of course. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say.
3: Don't forget, I'm sat no, right here. Eh? No,
1: no, no, no. Of course, Ancona. Connor. But guys, <laughs> guys, Matisse, welcome, man. Nice one. Thanks for coming on again.
3: Absolute pleasure,
4: man. Absolute pleasure. And um, I'm, I'm glad to see that you know you can you can move swiftly past that Mbappe thing, and hopefully the the chat don't get onto you, and we we move into the big game because it's a massive, massive game for me. It's two. Two teams that I think are just so evenly matched. I think it's it's a proper clash, this one. I'm looking forward to it.
1: You're you're, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Even though it's game week three, lads, I don't know how you feel, um, but I done a preview at lunchtime and the the feeling was that this seems so important and pivotal already, especially, and people underestimate um, sort of in terms of what this can do for a team's mentality obviously the team that wins, obviously the team that loses. And if you draw, then yeah, it's it's, as much of a matchness, but a win for either team really lays down a marker. Con, I want to come to you first and just, just, just give me your thoughts. How are you feeling going into this game? Um, you know, on the back of sort of beating us last season, but then, you know, the duck and horse beat us last season at home. Do you know what I mean? It's everyone beat us last season. How do you feel going into this week, weekend's game? Um, The crowd back, obviously your way, crowd back, both teams seemingly at full strength. How are you feeling, bro?
3: I mean, in a word, I'd probably say optimistic. And it's difficult to say any reason why we wouldn't be. You know, we're in an excellent position. We had an excellent window, I think. You know, I think our window has mainly been about fine-tuning the squad and getting rid of that excess sort of deadwood that we had knocking about. We've Mm. done that to some extent we definitely finished the sort of jigsaw by bringing in that focal point centre forward with Lukaku and we saw what he could do last week. You know the, the squad is in a strong position having won the the Champions League over over the summer and the Super Cup just recently. And I think that does more for the sort of mental state of the side more more than anything else. You know they have that sort of invincibility factor. You know they feel like they can't be beaten. I know the Champions League it's it's a cup competition so it's a, a very different dynamic to a to a league situation. But um yeah I feel optimistic about the state of our squad, I feel optimistic about our form. Um but I mean we're coming up against a pretty stern test in you guys both of us in very similar form, excellent defensive records. So it'll be a really tight game and that can't really be denied, but yeah, very excited and and looking forward
1: to it. It's you know you mentioned the word excitement. Um and it's true it's it's even though, I've, even though I've framed it, and a lot of people will say it's, it's, it's sort of pivotal and it's important, but it's, it's excitement, Matisse, right? Are you excited as well as being, obviously, the nerves are the nerves. There'll always be nerves for a, in a big game. But is it, do you sense a sense of excitement as a, from a Chelsea point of view, like what you've done, what you've achieved last season, the signings, and then you're going into this season? Is it a sense of excitement more than fear or nervousness?
4: Yeah, it's got it's got to be excitement for him because it's it's so early in the season as well. So it's it's one of those games where it's a massive clash, but it's an opportunity to, like you said, stake your marker and and prove yourself. And you know, we we have a good record against big teams under Tuchel. You know, last towards the back end of last season, we obviously uh, managed to go to Anfield and get a win, which was a big win for our city. We've had them wrapped up um many a time now, like at the end of last season as well. So and then you add Lukaku into it. I mean, that Lukaku versus Van Dijk clash already that's that's mouthwatering do you know i mean that's two players in their prime complete in their position going up against each other which is going to be brutal combat um and i'm looking forward to that as well so we you know we i I think two both the teams are so evenly matched that you can only really be excited for this game because like you said it's an opportunity to just show what you can do and whoever wins this match they're gonna feel like you know the whole the whole weight of the world is going to be off their shoulders because they're going to be, you know, they're going to get that first little edge over the other title contenders. So I think the title and everything is just very, very evenly balanced between us, us two and Man City this season. Just with,
2: I I just want to butt in here, Grizz. I just want to talk about Lukaku Matisse. Obviously, mm. the two years at Inter Milan, he's been phenomenal. I think it's done a, I think it's done him the world of good. I think if it was a Lukaku who sort of had stayed on at the Premiership with the United, I don't think he would have fancy his chances against Van Dyke. I think now, because he's mm. a, become a complete player, re- redefined himself, um, got himself in some really good shape in Italy under Conte and whatnot. And a similar style to what Chelsea sort of implement now in the Tuchel. Do you think he'd yeah. fancy his chances, especially with Van Dyke coming in third game? Do you think he really fancies his chances? Because we saw what he did. In the Milan Derby this season, and here's one mm. thing that I thought he always lacked was that little bit of arrogance. Um, but we saw with Ibra, that little battle that they had, and he, he you know, he safe self proclaimed himself as the king of Milan. I think he needed that in his game as well to go to that yeah. next level, and I think he's now ready to step up. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, um, Matisse.
4: He, I, I must say, he is extremely confident, extremely confident in himself. Like this is a guy. That thrives off of emotion. You know, you see it whether it's on social media, whether it's the relationship with Conte. Um, the guy thrives off of emotion. He's a very emotional player, and he is so confident right now. Every single time he's done an interview, something with the press, because it's been a busy week. Last week, press wise, obviously being Chelsea's record signing, um, he he's he's always spoken like a man that is very assured of what he's capable of and his own ability. And I think going to early is very much roughed around the edges of his game. You know, you look at his hold up play now, his first touch is is very solid. He can run the channels in behind. He can win, um, you know, headers. He almost scored a header there the weekend against Arsenal. Um, And obviously his finishing has never really been in question. So when you have a track record like him, when you're in the peak physical condition like he is and you're in your prime, you can only be coming in with that attitude. So, that's why I say I see I see a lot of the chat, you know, Matip and Van Dijk going to have him up. But um, like I said, be very very aware of this guy because he's come here with a chip on his shoulder after all the um, the slander. May United fans seem to give him, and he's not he's not playing about this season at all. You can see it already. And, and we've
2: we've seen that again, Connor, haven't we? With De Bruyne going off to Wolfsburg, coming back to City. You know, ex-Chelsea player. We've seen it with Salah. You know, Chelsea player didn't work out. Went off to Fiorentina, then Roma came back. Do you feel Lukaku's in that same boat as well? Like he still got, like for me, what he did at West Brom, Everton, United, his goalscoring record wasn't great, but I just thought he still got the goals. And I think the Jose stuff was, you know, he's made to look like a scapegoat at United, which was which was a bit unfair. But do you feel that he has that chip on the shoulder, considering that he has got a really good goalscoring record in the Premiership previously?
3: Yeah. And I think these are, we have to bear in mind, these are professionals at the very apex of their game. You know, any kind of setbacks are going to push them on further. And and that's going to be exacerbated in players that are so mentally driven, um, like Lukaku, like De Bruyne, like Salah, these elite level players. You know, we've seen it with, you use De Bruyne as an example. I think it's clear to me that I know he's an exceptional player in sort of every game, but against Chelsea, it seems like he elevates his game. You know, this guy bags goals against us consistently puts in elite tier performances against us consistently. And you can't blame him for that. And I think the same thing has happened with Lukaku. You know, you can see it in the way he carries himself as Matisse expressed. I think he's a very mentally driven player. He's driven on emotion. Uh, and I think that was partially the reason that he didn't do so well at United. He came into a dressing room that had Pogba in there, that had Ibrahimović in there, you know, big characters. And maybe he didn't quite feel like he was ready to sort of, I don't know, grasp He had a bit that.
2: chubby cheeks about him as well, didn't he? He looked fat. He looked overweight. Let's I not
3: beat mean, around the bush here. He looked overweight, didn't he? Yeah, there were nutritional problems in there, There definitely. you know. And then there was the whole sort of social media ridicule. I mean, I remember seeing some sort of disaster compilations that were like garnering massive, massive views of his first touch and that sort of thing, you know, and that sort of stuff is bound to have an effect on a player. But him going to Milan, being that sort of focal point, being the big character in the dressing room, I, I honestly feel like the, the reunion at Chelsea where he's come back into the dressing room with lots of young players where he can be that, that vocal leader uh, is really going to elevate his game and, and show us a completely different side to the Lukaku we saw at United.
1: Do you know what, you make a very good point about him in terms of him being the, the, the leader of the attack at Inter. And it wasn't the case at sort of Man United, as you said, there were sort of other players there that sort of, and he felt, you know, I don't know how he felt, like we, we can only speculate, sorry, how he felt. And it wasn't quite the move for him. Um, you know, it was Jose, wasn't it, at the time in mm. charge? Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's two ways things can go with Jose like proper tits up and proper you know, it could become top of the world. There's no mm-hmm. in between. And it yeah. seemed like it, the other way for Lukaku, but Matisse, he went away to Inter. And then as you guys have alluded to, became the leader of the attack for Inter Milan under, under a manager who's pr- pretty similar in terms of work ethic and, and, and style. Would you say to Jose, um, you know, again, but he's, he, he evolved his game. What would you say are the differences in his game, the, the, the improvements he's made in his game that you see or you've noticed why, before his, uh, compared to his time at United?
4: I think the, the big, the two big things for me, obviously the physical condition, which we touched on, because he was overweight at United massively, you know, he wasn't, he was not in good shape at all. Um, but also that, that first touch is huge because against Arsenal, we were fizzing balls into him, you know, um, into the, into, in between the, the lines of the, of the defense between midfield and, and the defense. And he was holding the ball up, dropping deep, linking up play, just doing everything that you want a target man to do. Um, holding off defenders. We know he's got that little trick of his where he likes to spin a man and run him behind. But he was really good to play off. And um, that was something that was very important for me because we know Lukaku can run him behind. He's done that at Everton. He did it at West Brom. He did it um, at times at United when he was when he was maybe able to. Um, but He would be able to run him behind, get on his left foot and slot it in. But to actually hold up the ball, which is very important if you're going to play up front on your own, you need to be able to, you know, let the ball stick like glue. You need to be able to to be a vacuum, and that's what he was against Arsenal. Now, to be fair, Arsenal have probably, you know, the the perfect defensive oh, yeah, yeah. lineup I said for that.
1: him. <laughs> handpick
4: great easy yeah. game, isn't it? First yeah, up. yeah. You know, um, Mari and um, Holding. It doesn't really get much better than that in terms of players that you can, you know, completely dominate. Now, coming up against Matip and, and Van Dijk is what I expect it to be. That's a different test. So that's why I'm so excited because it's going to be a massive test for him. But also just, again, just a test for, for everyone. I think Liverpool, obviously, last time we played them at Anfield, we, we, we did win. Um, but I've spoken about it many times before, the, the players that are missing. So it's going to be interesting to go up against a full-strength, you know, popping Liverpool team. And the same for Chelsea now, off the back of a Super Cup win, two wins in the Premier League as well. Both teams got loads of confidence and, um, for me, as long as we, as long as we are versatile of Lukaku and we don't just try the same thing over and over again, which I think is key. If we see that Van Dyke has got him sorted in behind in terms of the runs, then we get some crosses into the box. If they're really cool, then we try and see if we can do some hold up play. There's a lot of variety to, to his game, but also Van Dyke is quite a complete defender. So it's, it's going to be a
3: challenge for everyone. Um, uh,
1: mm-hmm. I just wanted to. Your... Sorry, sorry, go Connor. Uh, no, gonna I was going to that?
3: say that's the, that's the question on everybody's lips. Is that, no, you know, that duel between the two of them. And what's interesting is, yeah, who's going to come out on top. They're very, very well matched physically, the two of them, Van Dijk and Lukaku. So who do you two think that is going to come on top?
1: No, no, I was going to, I was going to come to that battle, but I was going to just quickly address Oliver's message to us, And he says, the match, the match result means nothing. This is media talk we are conditioned to repeat. Losing three points at this stage of the season is insignificant. See you lost to Spurs. Are they out? Come on now. Avi, I want you to give your opinion on Oliver's opinion, who seems to think the result means nothing.
2: No, I disagree with that because you've got to lay down a marker. You've got to remember Chelsea came to Anfield, albeit a very weakened Liverpool team who didn't have any confidence and you, you know you beat us 1-0 to a Mason Mount goal. You've got to lay down the marker, Grizz, and you've got to remember, like, you know, Thomas Tuchel Jürgen Klopp, both Germans, both know each other very well, both had similar sort of journeys from Mainz to Dortmund, and then so on and so forth. So I think it is important. I think it's important that we sort of. There's this narrative that's going around the media, and especially after those pundits at uh, a certain sort of corporation, I don't want to name them, had us finishing third, fourth, fifth, even. You know, I think we've got to shut a few people up. We work in silence, but I think if we beat everyone on Saturday. If we beat Chelsea on Saturday, you know, confidence will be up. And I think a lot more people will start noticing, you know what, Liverpool aren't out of it. Only because we finished third last season, you know, a depleted team that finished third, it was still a good achievement considering what the issues that we had. So if we come on Saturday at yeah, 5.30 yeah, and beat Chelsea, you know, come full-time, then, you know, everyone will start watching and looking and say, look, you know what, Liverpool are serious business again with the sort of same sort of set of players that
1: we've got without sort Absol- purchasing. Absolutely. I think Chris sums it up. Look, it's it's good to lay down a marker, really, but it's not season defining. Yeah, and 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 I think you know we all agree that it's not defining. We didn't try to hype it up in terms of this is you know the game that decides the, the 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 fate of the title. But in my opinion, it definitely you know lays down a mark It definitely gives the team great confidence. Can you imagine, Connor? You guys going up to Anfield and getting a result? It, it just totally, totally. And, and you know what? Do you guys see the similarities? Like, you guys talked about winning the Champions League, mm. right? Um, Looking to improve, you won the Super Cup like we did as well. Yeah. Right? So the 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 confidence the the confidence of winning trophies is back, yeah, and it's running through mm-hmm. your veins, and that's huge. Like huge. We, we 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 felt that right, Avi. Like on our season when we won the. But Champions it's League, never gone
2: away from Chelsea, though. Sorry, you came in, he... You- Okay, you won the Europa League, but Conte was there. For they've always Chelsea have a habit of whoever comes in, they seem to win trophies. Demichel no, no, no. apart from Boas,
3: no. I think Boas was the last one. I don't think he really- he only had half a season. Yeah. The, the, the mental thing Lampard, is we, in the entire in the entire Abramovich era, he's been with us for two thousand three. So mm. you know, since you started, so basically, yeah. Yeah, come <laughs> on! I was only born in ninety eight. <laughs> <but, laughs> um, yeah, I can't really uh, can't really defend that one. Uh, it's
1: but do you feel? But event. do you? But do you guys feel that vibe? Like yeah, vibe no, we there, do because we. I think
4: you know we've ne- we've never gone um, as I think was going to be said. We've never gone more than two years without a trophy. Um, and and the little blip that we did have, which was Lampard era, where we had three final defeats and obviously Tuchel one of them as well. Um, the Super Cup final defeat, the FA Cup final defeat, and then the FA Cup again with Tuchel. It was starting to feel like hold on a second, this is not us, mm-hmm. you know. We need to sort yeah. ourselves out here because this whole losing in finals and nonsense. This is this is for Tottenham. This is for this is for this that is level.
1: Yeah. Do you know what
4: I mean? Seriously, like the the, yeah, the winning, yeah. the winning, was... winning mentality has got to be ingrained in a squad early. Um, if you're to start pushing on for more trophies, otherwise, when they get to the final hurdle, they're gonna start doubting themselves. So those those European um trophies that we picked up in the last few months have been huge for us, and I think that plus the signing and potential a couple more signings that are on their way at the end of the window. um, That has given us the confidence to kick on from last season under Tuchel. And that's why, you know, going into this game, we shouldn't really be fearful, just need to be, you know, we need to be on our P's and Q's and understand that this is a different Liverpool. They're a fully fit Liverpool team with a chip on their shoulder who have been doubted and with a full house at Anfield as well, which we didn't get last year. So all those factors involved, that's why I think it's going to be just almost, you know, difficult to even split them. I wouldn't be surprised if this was a draw. I'm sure we'll get to predictions later. Do
1: you know what the funny thing is, right? We've mentioned Van Dyke and Lukaku battle so much. I didn't even bring it up yet. You guys are so sharp off the mark. Like, I wanted to have a, a segment, not a whole segment, but a part of the segment and talk about this battle because it's, it's fucking huge. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think, guys, and help me. Let's think out loud. I can't think of a, a personal one-to-one battle in recent times that's been so looked forward to in terms of the hype, the levels, you know, Lukaku versus Virgil van Dijk. Every neutral fan is kind of looking into it, looking forward to it as well. As And this is the litmus test for Lukaku. Yeah. And this is the test for Virgil van Dijk to see how far he's back in, in terms of being his back to his elite best. Mm. Um, Connor, where do you think, I mean, Is without doubt, I think this is the key defining battle. Um, A and B. Can you think of another one-to-one rivalry in recent times? I can remember the Cristiano Ronaldo versus Ashley Cole. That -hmm. was huge. That used to be Kane and Van Dyke as well. Kane. Champions nah, League final nah, 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 it, was nothing, never, it was never touted It was like, like a big
3: thing Was it Nothing no, like this no. I was
1: thinking about this I know Avi You're trying to come back With something But you have a few minutes To think about it And th- come back with a better example Than Kane yeah. versus Red, Red. Like, I'll give you a couple of minutes Go on mute if you want You guys Come back with something Like a personal rivalry As big as that Like a, like You know it being it's built, not, built but the, it's, it's not huge. personal Between the two players It's personal no, 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 Because no. the media I,
4: Have drummed it up I think I think a, a, a one, one, That's what I said Thanks One, one example That That Maybe wasn't built up verbally, but certainly when they were on the pitch together, you felt it. Which was Fernando Torres and Vidic. I think mm-hmm. that one was was a very interesting matchup. There was always something there in terms of Fernando Torres having the edge over Vidic. You know, getting him sent off a few times, pacing behind as well. Um, that one sticks out. Obviously, Drogba and whoever the Arsenal defender was as well is 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 quite iconic for us. <laughs> so um, that was, uh, yeah,
1: but that wasn't that wasn't fair, right? Like against <laughs> <but gets winning laughs>
2: <the last laughs> Van Nistelrooy and Martin Keown, they had a few battles themselves.
3: Yeah, but I they mean that was more battle. to do with Ooh, one them. Yeah, but you exactly. weren't
2: even born then, so you can't comment. But yeah, Van Nistelrooy and um, <laughs> Martin Keown, they had some dodgy uh, clashes at Old Trafford and then at Highbury
1: back then. Yeah, no, know. no, I think I think go on, go on you was going to say? I it was the was it say.
3: was the one at Old Trafford, thank wasn't it? You, you yeah, know, he jumped, you. he did all yeah. this, all this in his face after the penalty. Come back with mis- another one,
1: Avi. Mm-hmm. Another timeout, please. You've come out with two shit examples. <laughs> so Connor's right. Even though he wasn't born, he knows that that was a one-off incident in the, in the, in the game where he, he made a big football v- about it. A few
2: comments. Vieira Keane was a brilliant battle between the two.
1: That's a classic, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Vieira Keane was the... For me, growing up... <laughs> growing up, I say. <laughs> <laughs> I was a married man with my first child back then, but still. But, you know, it was, um, that was the hugest, biggest battle, right? Mm. Vieira Keane. I can't, I can't think of a bigger battle than that, personally.
4: Yeah, that one was that one was mouthful because there was so much personal personal. Yeah. And
2: the Jared and Lampard one, it was a respectful rivalry, wasn't it? They just appreciate each other. Terry and you know Carragher, the battle sort of like centre backs during those Champions League sort of games.
1: No, those we're were talking sort about, of again things. again, we're talking about one-on-one battles, rival, direct rivals. You're giving Connor. And th- that's know, the thing. Alonso typically.
2: Lampard. Alonso Lampard. They had a few tussles, not just that once where Lampard oh, did well, him on the ankle. There was a few. Some, some
1: Again, some, some good ones, ever? yeah. Schmeichel versus Wright, Keane yeah. versus Vieira, Ronaldo versus Danny Alves. What
2: I don't think that? Ian Wright ever scored past Schmeichel in a competitive game. A few charity shields, I think, but never in a competitive game, Ian Wright. There Let's you know.
1: just address this super chat because there's some great comments I want to bring up as well. So,
2: Shall I read it? It's in, do- it's in dollars so it's American so Messi oh, FC yeah, thank yeah, you okay. for the full night in um, Super Chat thank you the difference is Chelsea improved this squad and after the UEFA Champions League when they got rid of Tammy and got Lukaku while Liverpool still have Ox
3: and Origi Tacky uh, Tacky added on the end for you Abby. especially I feel
1: yeah.
2: oh yeah go on address
1: that <laughs> really
2: are, like, there's no, it's, no, no they have improved I think how much did you get for Tammy in the end to Roma yeah, 34, 30,
3: 34 million but it's 34. paid in installments. so we're only receiving 5 Brilliant. million this year and then it's like 20 million over the next couple and, and I, then 10 the next
2: and yeah. I want to come to this uh, point Marina Gatrasova have I said it oh right my God. God. I've told
3: no. you three times you, butch- but you I butchered, butchered that, that one you butchered her name alright sorry but He's she's over
1: there today <laughs>
3: she's your equivalent to what we've got in Michael Edwards right well kind of but not quite the same not I mean it's Edwards, your chief negotiator as well, is yeah. so just to do with scouting?
2: He's our chief negotiator. He's oh, the one okay, who does right. the deals and stuff. So
3: okay, I think, mm. I think, I think Marina's role has is a more sort of directorial role. She has a higher link with with Abram, but she's sort of his right hand man, woman. Excuse me, Marina, if you're watching. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so she's she's not in charge of any scouting. Um, she's just in charge in charge of the ne- negotiations, negotiations, yeah. the financial negotiations, and that sort of thing.
2: But it seems as if it's working a treat and fair play to it the amount of money that you guys have recouped let alone spent but the money you guys have recouped in yeah. your players it's been phenomenal business very similar to what obviously Monchi at seville does or michael edwards mm-hmm. like you know you recoup money for players that you know are just never going to make that grade at chelsea and you make good money sure well, i was going to sure. say
1: well i was going to say i was going say you you used Monty and everyone else closer closer to home michael edwards That's mean, what, yeah. this is why this is why we speak about chelsea's business always being praised from my side anyway, because mm. of the, the way they sell their players, they manage to sell mm. their players. That's overlooked. Like, yeah. you know, we talk about your academy and how many players you've sold for big money. Very similar to us. You know, random players from academies for 15, 20 million. What's the one that you sold to Palace? Uh, Mark, um,
4: Mark Gerhi, yeah, for about 18 million.
1: Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. You know, yeah. so... Um, He's a good player, though he's he a good is. player but the thing is we have Whoa. we have so
3: much talent and our squad is is so full to the brim you know and there are obviously accusations of sort of player hoarding and you know i've saw people today comparing it to sort of puppy farm for players that sort of thing um but it's a successful business strategy and it works it makes us money it keeps our books you know in the green mm. uh, so you know i mean the players aren't you know being held against their will at gunpoint saying sign this contract with Chelsea FC they're willingly joining the club and it's a successful business you know strategy that works for us
1: we mm-hmm. we've, we've spoken about the main main battle that's kind of the media's building up and everything like for example Chelsea's uh, social media team knew exactly what they're doing when they put Lukaku as the as the as the face of the of the match build up we yeah. done the same and put Virgil as the face <laughs> of our uh, so it's brilliant the way the yeah. undertone you know is brilliant but there's far more, there's far more battles all over the pitch, right? We're looking for, Avi. What other interesting battles that you're looking for? You know, in in terms of player, in terms of positions. So I was thinking, you know, the battle between the fullbacks will be amazing. Like sort of, who, which teams are fullbacks and their wingbacks get the upper hand in the game because it's absolutely crucial as the way the both teams play.
2: Are we suggesting that Chelsea are going to be playing Alonso for this game?
3: No, we've come to,
1: we've come to, we've come to the. That's what the so,
2: do you believe? I don't, do you believe I don't
1: think so.
3: So, Alonso's played so, the last really. couple of games, um, but obviously, we've played against teams that we'd expected to dominate against. The, there was no real threat of runners in behind. Liverpool, yeah. you know, your, your main strength is within your fullbacks, you know, creating overloads and, and creating chances from that. And then you've got Pacey, direct, attacking, quick players in those wide inside forward roles. Who exploit the the spaces in the channels? Someone like Alonso just does not have the recovery pace to get back. Chilwell is an up and down fullback, wingback, whatever you want to classify him as. He will, you know, objectively he's much better suited to nullify the effects of he's on the left. So Salah than than someone like Marcus Alonso, and I'm, I'm sure yeah. Tuchel sees that.
4: Yeah, I, I would hope he does see that because I think. With Alonso, he, he tends to start seasons quite well. I remember under Sarri, he did a similar thing as well and he got labelled the best left-back in Europe. However, <laughs> however, there is very important times with Alonso that you need to take him out of the team before he has a clangor. And this is one of those times. Because if he has Salah and Trent running at him with pace, causing issues, um, no matter how switched on he is, he doesn't have the pace, like, like was said, to, to, to deal with that. So this is the kind of game where you take Alonso out And Chilwell is meant to be our first choice as well. And, and, you know, he came, obviously, he's been eased back in late because of maybe the England situation.
2: Alonso's one of those players, though, he gets he he must get a lot of flack from Chelsea fans, but he's been there since Conte, right? He's played 160 or 170 games. Yeah. pops up with a good goal here and there. So Mm. he's a player that, for me, that just perseveres, perseveres. And I think he's a manager's player. A manager likes him. And I feel that maybe you can't trust him defensively, but in a wing-back system, he's like a... He's he's good going forward. He's got good technique, goes forward. You know, I, I think that's why managers take to him. And I think under Sari, under Conte, he's uh, he's become sort of like not a favourable player, but a player that, you know what, he can be thrusted into it. Hence, I think he might start ahead of Chilwell. I don't fancy Chilwell in a wing-back system. I like him in a back four. Correct mm. me if I'm wrong, Matisse. I think
1: Is he I better think- in
4: a back four or...? He's he's adjusted mid season. I think he he struggled immediately when he when he, the new formation was given to him. He'd never played it before. But as time's gone on, he's actually done very well. And obviously he played throughout our Champions League run, um, locked up Mares in the final. And we didn't hear a word out of Mares for that, that game against Manchester City. So he has got a lot better in that role. And he he did take over from Alonso and play most of the games towards the back end of the season. The thing is with Alonso is that when you're playing against teams that you're expected to win against, your Burnley's at home, you know, your Newcastle's, it's brilliant to have him on because you're not going to be defending them much at the time. You kind of push him up into a left, you know, almost left forward role, let him hang around the box, make really good runs into the box and then he can get, you know, finishes in there or you can get headers or you he can do cutbacks. But when you're playing a game like this where it's going to be so finely poised and very small details defensively, positioning-wise um, and pace-wise, I mean, if you guys hit us on transition with Alonso down that side, it's going to be a problem. We don't want to there's have no way. Rudiger isolated. So I, I just absolutely. can't see him playing.
1: You know, absolutely. Your your left side will be crucial. And there's absolutely no chance um, that um, Chilwell doesn't start against us, in my opinion. No way. Mm. I think Avi's the only one who thinks Alonso is going to start. We'll see how it goes. Um, but because as you targeted us last season in terms of that that area of uncertainty with Trent and Nat Phillips, was it last season? Was it, I believe it was a ball over the Fabinho. I beg your pardon. It was yeah. actually Fabinho, wasn't it? Who started as mm-hmm. mm-hmm. centre back last season. It was Fabinho and Kabak. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. was a, it was a central midfield, a DM and Shoot. our fifth choice centre back who started. And then you guys targeted that area between Fabinho and Trent, because Trent was very low on confidence. Yeah. um, This time, I think that's going to be obviously Matip and 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 a, and a, and, a, and a player who's full of confidence who's absolutely flying at the moment Trent. Um yeah, take that comment off. We don't need comments it's, like that. It's actually quite funny. Yeah, no, it? it's not funny at all. Um yeah, so and and if if you've got sort of um Alonso and Rudiger in that area where we're going to be targeting you now in terms of Salah and Trent, which is our strength. Mm. I think that that, that, I think that's a pivotal part of the game area that we could dominate, you know, from our point of view, that's the area we're going to look to target. Where are you yeah. guys going to look to target now? Because obviously we've got our back four. Where's your strengths? Where are you going to look to dominate? How's Chelsea? How Chelsea under Tuchel been playing now in terms of have they evolved from last season? Do you see a different or a variety of ways of attacking us?
4: I definitely do because of because of Lukaku. Yeah, I think I think Lukaku's changed the way that we attack because before we we didn't have a striker that was so versatile in terms of yes, you can you can play passes into him and you can actually hold it up like Giroud, but alternatively you can hit him in behind as well. So that strength and that that dominance that he has is taking attention away from others around him and it's in turn giving more space yeah. to other players around him. Havertz was dropping deep and getting on the ball a lot against Arsenal. He was able to have this free role. That's not something that he really got last season because he had to play the false nine because Werner wasn't putting in the ball into the back of the net when he played up front as well. I think in terms of where to target, I think obviously Lukaku and Van Dijk is going to be down the right channel. That is where you'd expect Liverpool to match up their centre-back with where Lukaku is expected to play, which is cutting down that side. I think still we would be smart to target your 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 um, your right side of your defense. You know, I want to see uh, Matip and Trent. You know, just how good that that connection is, that chemistry is. Um, you know, if it was Van Dijk playing on that right hand side, then then maybe it would be a different situation. But I think Matip, you can you can still get at him a little bit, um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he played Werner again because Werner had a great game at Anfield. Yeah, 100%. you know, it will force you to either play. A, a, you know, step, take a few yards back and play a mid block, or if you keep the high line, then Werner versus Mati is, is going to be a constant race throughout the match. Um, so you know, it's, it's going to give you something to think about if Werner does start because he had a great game last time. I think he had a, a goal, um, disallowed for offside or something, but he wrongly um, offside, wrongly offside, he, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he caused a lot of problems. He caused a lot of problems.
1: And, uh, Matisse talks about sort of, um, Lukaku going to try to sort of put himself up against Matip and sort of maybe even doubling up with Werner um, and sort of just drifting to the left. Um, Whereas naturally we know Lukaku likes to take that inside right position Mm -hmm. a lot. That'll be intriguing, right? In terms of how he adjusts tactically, this will be a good test. I'm actually looking forward to it because yes, you know when you when you see a weak or when you see the weaker centre back or weaker side, like Robertson and Virgil van Dijk are impregnable, aren't they? You just don't fuck about with them on that side. Mm. No one, like mm. they intimidate you. That's how good they are, right? But you still yeah. think people always, even though I'm not going to say it, but I'm telling you, Matip from my point of view is the second best centre back in the Premier League when he's fit, <laughs> when he's, fit when he's ready. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're going. to... That's another gonna, debate. Yeah, no, you're going to mm. find out. But, but 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 I'm we'll saying see. people that don't seem enough will think like you're like you're suggesting that we're still gonna target Matip and, and Trent. It'll be interesting, isn't it, how Werner and I think he will be selected, how Werner and, and Lukaku sort of drift to sides that they're not really used to. Well Werner is, but Lukaku isn't.
3: Mm. Yeah, I think I think we start with the two personally. I think we start with the two up top, uh, oh, Lukaku yeah. and Werner, and I think mm-hmm. we'll go with Lukaku, like you say, drifting to those right-hand channels as he occupied so well at Inter, um, which means we will get to see that mouth-watering, you know, pairing of Van Dijk up against Lukaku, Van Dijk being your left centre-back. You know, you, those two will come up against each other multiple times throughout the game, so that's something we can look forward to definitely. Uh, I think where we're going to be most dangerous. I mean, effectively against the biggest teams, we are a transition-based attack. Yeah, you know, will and and especially Anfield, you'd expect you guys to have the impetus, so you, you guys to have the, the possession for the majority of of the game. Um, and it's about how you can sort of readjust your defensive solidity and get back uh, to nullify our counterattacks quickly, and whether you can do that. Um, Tuchel's slowly but surely transforming us into one of the best transition-based sides in the league, uh, maybe in the world. So, you know, I think think he's doing a good job on that regard. I think what will happen is we'll see Mount start inevitably and I think he'll drop into a three in midfield in the defensive shape with uh, Jorginho in the middle and Kante on the right. Um, And then we'll be left with the two up top as that potential, um, you know, transitional force. Uh, so, yeah, for me, the danger areas, like you say, Grizz, are in between the full backs and the centre backs for both teams. Against Arsenal, uh, for us, our wing back to centre back spacing was wrong. And they they found a lot of joy in those areas. And I think you guys can do the same thing, obviously, with your inside forwards of Mane and Salah. So I think that's something that Tuka will have noticed. There was way too much space in between those two players. Um, and if the same thing happens against you guys, you will be much, much more ruthless. So, yeah, those are the two the two dangerous areas for me. For Liverpool, between full-back and centre-back, when we yeah. split our strikers and occupy those spaces. For Chelsea, between wing-back and centre-back, for your inside forwards to come in and fill those.
1: Avi, where do you think, how do we approach this game? Um, you know, where's our strengths and how, how have you seen us setting up this season? And then maybe <laughs> come on and, and maybe then go on to sort of seeing any potential changes that you see in our lineup.
2: I think we'll change the midfield round, Grizz. I think the first game we saw Millie starting against Norwich and then obviously Harvey Elliott who got his start against Burnley. I don't think Elliott will start this game and I think it'll be a KG affair. I can see maybe Fabinho, hopefully he comes back um, in that DM position with Hendo and then maybe Tiago or Naby, sorry, forget add Thiago. I think Naby, Hendo and it'll be Fabinho. The same I believe that started in the 2019 season when we beat them 2-0 at Anfield. So I think he'll go with that if they fit. I think we need legs. I think it'll be a cagey affair in the first 20-25 minutes. I think the first 20-25 minutes will be telling and it will let us... We, it will sort of show us where the game's headed. If it's very cagey and there's very few and far between chances, I think it will be a draw. But if it's quite open, if Nabi gets a bit of movement, if, if he can get a bit of the ball and he can proceed instead of Hendo, then we can see... Uh, we, we might see, you know, an early goal. I think an early goal breaks this sort of game, sort of stranglehold. It needs an early goal, um, and then, you know, you'll see Chelsea come from the of offense as well. I think Tuchel will set him up again, pragmatic, and let us sort of come on a little bit, and then soak up the pressure and maybe hit us on the attack.
1: Is, is that is that predictable, Mat- Matisse? Do you think he? Do you think Tuchel has got any any surprises? For Liverpool, or do you think it's going to be the way he plays against all big clubs? We know, like, kind of basically pick the team. I think Mm. it's pretty predictable, right? Or do you see any difference in the way he sets you guys up?
4: No, I think it is quite predictable what we're going to do because we do we have settled in this formation. And the one time, well, one of the few times I'd say Chelsea can be very unpredictable is when they put a more attacking right wing back on the pitch, maybe in a hudson Adoy. And if things are not going well, we can change that formation to a back four. And change our shape completely without a substitution. But I think he's definitely going to play Rhys James on that side. I think Rhys James was brilliant against Arsenal. Obviously got a goal and an assist. Um, really good deliverer of the ball as well. And he's got that balance between defense and attack, which you're going to need at Anfield. So with him playing, you have got, you know, he's not a winger. So you've got someone who's not going to shift the formation at any given moment without a substitution, something that Klopp can, can keep an eye on. Um, and those, that, that back three is, is going to be quite. Clear cut, you know. I expect it to really be Aspilaqueta, Rudiger, um, and Christiansen. Maybe Thiago Silva comes in, but to throw him in against um, Liverpool when he hasn't really clocked up too many minutes yet would be a little bit um, of a dodgy situation, especially when Christiansen has not done anything wrong as well. He's been brilliant for us, he had a great Euros as well. So he's more than capable of playing a game of this magnitude at this point. And, um, you know, even, you know, Trevor Chiloba had a great game on his debut, great debut week and we're chasing Jules Kunde, So it's very clear to me this season that Chelsea are going to play a back three for the majority of it as well.
1: Um, any, anything to add to that? Or do you think, i oh, sorry, anything to change, Connor? Uh, do you think it's going to be the same back three? We, we can we We've pretty much guessed the whole team. Uh, or do you think any changes?
3: Mm, uh, I mean, in a simple form, no, I don't think so. Mm. I think Christensen starts over Thiago Silva. The only question is Chilwell or Alonso? For me, it's Chilwell, and I think Tuchel will have the sort of tactical now to pick him. Um, and then, yeah, three in midfield, Kante, Jorginho, Mount. And then I feel we'll go, we'll go two up top. And there is another question mark over Havertz or Werner. Mm-hmm. Lukaku is a guarantee yeah. start. I think so too. I mean, yeah, but Havertz, Havertz is lightning as well, to be fair. And they can both do a job of stretching defences. I just think Werner provides that little bit more of a threat to actually stretch the defence and open you guys up a little bit more. To create yeah. that space on on the counter, but you so, know I, I'd be I'd be equally happy with either. To be fair,
1: it, from a Liverpool from a Liverpool point of view, um, I, I there's no doubt for me. This I just wanted to talk about this this message from Michael. Michael Bowen says Kante and Mount has to be nullified for our success because Kante takes the ball off us at deadly times and they transition through Mount. Also, our problems with our midfield is winning second balls. I'm not too sure about the the second part of the thing. I don't I disagree. I think uh when we're on it, when we're fit and pressing, our second our, our second ball winning is deadly. It's probably as good as anyone in the league. But I absolutely agree with Kante and Mount. So the hype's all about Havertz, Werner or Lukaku, that's going to be the danger. I think these two players. For me, Avi are the danger men f- from a Liverpool point of view. I know you know. I think you know what I think of Kante. You know, we may come upon the award he's won recently. Guys, he's won some award, hasn't he? Uh, the- yeah,
4: the midfielder of the um, yeah in the Champions League. The finally, some
1: yeah. recognition for the man. won player of the tournament. Did he? Yeah, he won.
4: He, he won. He won. Um, UEFA Player of the Men's Player of the Year. That's including the Euros as well. That's why.
1: Yeah. yeah. But but having from 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 your point of view, danger men for Chelsea. I mean these these two offer me, Kanté and Mount.
2: Yeah. D- Kanté 100%. You know Mount, he's grown on me. I didn't think he would be, you know, I saw him in, I saw him at Derby a little bit with Harry Wilson because they both went on loan during Lampard's tenure and I thought he's a good player. I don't think he can I don't think he'll make the grade, but then after Lampard left Tuchel believed in him and you thought he might be the first that might be sort of cut from the Tuchel sort of error. But he's proved me wrong and I'm certainly sure he's proved a lot wrong. His work rate, technically he's a good player. He reads the game too and he seems like a very smart intellectual player on the pitch. And you just know that the instructions that Tuchel sort of sets out for him, he actually goes and follows through. So for me, he's a very smart player. For me, I do want to touch upon Christensen because he's a defender who I know was out on loan. To Germany, and me and Connor, have spoken highly of him in the past. But it seems as if, again, Tuchel's done wonders for him, and it seems as if he's Tuchel's main man right now in that Mm defence, not Thiago Silva or Rudiger. I know Huls Kunde is possibly coming in, but I believe that the trust that Tuchel has put in Christians, and it's paying off as well. And again, another magnificent, like sort of last back end of the six months, plus the Euros. He's another one to watch out for, because I think he's top draw, absolutely top draw. But yeah, Grizz, I can't argue Kante, Jorginho. You know, he's had his fair share of critics, but he's another player who's um, impressed as well in the last sort of six months. And he's a total player as well. A bit similar to the, the number six that he had at Dortmund, uh, Julian Weigel. You know, he just sits there and sprays those passes and tactically looks the game all around him. I think Jorginho is a perfect fit for him as well.
1: Um, AJ says, thank you for the soup, He says, I know it's a Chelsea-Liverpool preview, but Fabrizio confirming Ronaldo will leave 100%. City is the only destination. How are we feeling about this, lads? How are we feeling about this, lads?
3: Mm, it's an interesting one isn't it I mean um, wow. you'd assume that he's going to play centre forward and this is a Kane replacement since uh, or Kane alternative since uh, Kane made that statement last night saying I'm 100% staying at Spurs <laughs> I mean what a of shite that was you could tell that someone had a gun to his head when he wrote that one um, but I think it'll, it'll probably be uh, him at centre forward he'll inevitably score goals because City create chances for fun you know, on those cutbacks, crosses in from De Bruyne, from that right side. Come on, that, that De Bruyne to Ronaldo uh, link-up is going to be a bit of a cheat code. <sighs> do, you know, do you know what it is? We can all relate, yeah.
4: That Man United hate, that yeah. Man United So He's
2: being loaned out. Matisse, is being loaned out. He's being, oh, loaned, out oh, he's being loaned out,
4: yeah. Oh, I can't wait because I've already seen them spamming all over social media. Messi's the GOAT. You know this. It's just it's beautiful. I can't wait for that Mm. billboard in Manchester. That light blue billboard. Ronaldo's cut out on top, and you've got it's the Tevez moment all over again. But it's the number seven, CR seven. Ah, who wears the number seven at Man City? Is it is it Sterling? Yeah, he's got to give that. He's got to give that up. Give that shit up immediately. Listen, we love you, Sterling, (laughs) but give that up. Let's get it done. I I wouldn't be
1: surprised if Sterling kind of just jets from there. You know, he's
3: yeah. Well, yeah.
1: Said they've, been they yeah. Yeah, they've been pushing him around. Yeah,
3: yeah, they've been, they've been, they've been selling him to all of Europe for a couple of years. It seems like, uh, if you, if you believe the rumors, and I heard one today. Don't know if it's, if it's, you know, reliable or not. That they offered a Sterling Ronaldo swap, mm. which is confusing to me. Considering I'd see Sterling as much more valuable. I mean, he's only what twenty six, is he? Twenty six, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, but they, they also did sign Grealish who's capable of playing on that left-hand side as well, isn't it? Yeah. So it's just... Oh, um, mm. says another it's just...
1: welcome to Manchester billboard incoming.
4: Oh, mm. I, man, I, I can't... If this happens, I can't wait because these Man United fans are going to be crying and they're going to be so loud and I'm just going to enjoy it. I really am. I'm just going to enjoy <laughs> it so much.
1: But, it's, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's turned this sort of Premier League season now into... This is so exciting kind of thing. Like, I know he's going to a rival of ours... Right. So we've probably got mixed emotions, mixed feelings, but I think it's amazing for the league, right, guys? It's very exciting, isn't it? It's like bring it on kind of thing, right? That's my attitude.
3: A hundred percent. Of course. And it was like when when Messi was moving, you know, I, I I
1: a, I, I a bit of you desperately... wanted him to come to Premier
3: League, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say think... desperately. That's a little too much. But I, a li- like you say, Grizz, a little bit of me wanted to see City pick up Messi just so I could see him you know, on a weekly basis. I could go to the Etihad, watch him in person and see him tear out. So you could City. start sporting Chelsea. No.
2: To, you, know, you could start making that swap to start sporting City. That's yeah, what okay, I mean, it's, it's a, mean, never, it's you know, it's
3: a beautiful progression. <laughs> I
2: think it's, I tell you what, and we'll move on quickly, Grizz, but I think it's a sign of desperation from PSG and City that they want that Champions League and it's a race between the Qataris and uh, Sheikh Mansour from City of who wins that coveted Champions League first between them. I really think it's desperation that City are getting Ronaldo, just like why okay PSG got messy, but I think City had to react, and that's he's the way they feel that you know they can challenge for that Champions League. And it's they see how it pans out.
1: but I think it's a flexing of muscles, guys, and egos. Impure, hmm. it is this is madness, yeah, like this is. Financial fair play in the fucking money. like
4: you you get Messi all right fine we'll go and get Ronaldo and by the way they're in the same Champions League group so if, group this, does happen, if this, this does happen if this does happen this is going to be an incredible clash imagine Neymar he's and Messi being played in Bahrain
2: as well those games those two no games, way being played in Bahrain <laughs> no way
4: <laughs> I'm joking no with you. you're <laughs> joking he's joking okay, done but um me. Okay, ne- okay. Neymar and Messi versus you know Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo and, you know, whoever you want to stick next to him as well. It's going to be incredible. Pep managing Ronaldo as well for yeah, the first time. Haven't seen that before. I don't know how
1: that's going to work out. I'm not going Messi to Messi and
4: Ramos. You know, Ramos is at PSG. Yeah. He's good right, friends with Ronaldo. It's, it, it really is a freak window. Um, mm. It's a freak window. It's going to we're be gonna
1: incredible. Touch up, we're gonna, we, we, we touched upon the Champions League and we'll talk about our respective groups and and sort of what other groups. But do you know what? i um, I know it's often when we do a, when we have like sort of opposition fans on and, and trying to do a combined 11 can get messy and it's, pardon the fucking pun, tip of our (laughs) tongues in it today. Um, But, but, um, I think we can make a fair whip, uh, a fair crack of this. So between us, let's try and make a combination of of Chelsea and Liverpool. Right. But the keywords are at full form and fitness. Right. So goalkeeper wise, I, are we going, are we going, is there going to be an argument? There's no debate. Allison, I'll, carry I'll on. Yeah, it's carry it's on. Allison. Carry on. Yeah.
3: Mendy's, Mendy's a brilliant keeper. We can't, um, surely you guys, if you take away Temple the was more expensive as well, advice, but it's Allison. It's Allison. It, yeah. it is Allison. you know. How, is the, the
1: how are you setting up there, though, so. formation-wise? What's so the, that's the formation important wise? question? Because well, That's well, the big question, yeah. That's the big question. who plays. Because
3: 3 3 Why? Why, well, why no, because doing... it benefits you guys, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: just do just do the normal system four three three. We don't we can play with wing backs if you want, we can just go four, with four, four three three. Back in two. So yeah, we can <laughs> 2 So, four, so,
1: four so two. I think let's go four four two because you guys play five three two, we play four, three, three. Let's be neutral and go four four two.
4: Okay. So yeah.
1: in a in a, a four-four-two, right? <laughs> I'm gonna start off with possibly controversial, but I hope four, not. <laughs> right back, let's go.
3: Oh, not controversial for me. Um, I, I will take all tribalism and biases out of it, and I will, I will say comfortably for me, Trent is the best right back in the world. Oh, so okay. yeah. wow! I'm saying that to get the people in the comments on my side. I didn't <laughs> believe it. I mean, he, he is he's a unique player, isn't he? I mean, I've never seen, uh, barring Danny Alves, um, I've never seen a right back with his sort of roundedness in terms of skill set. I mean, that I, I was watching the game against. Um, it was your last game against Burnley. Man yeah, maybe. Burnley, that, that assist for the Mane goal. I mean, come on. You, you you find the most seasoned playmaker and and they don't have the sort of intuition to just make that subtle clipped pass. Yeah, he's got a roundedness to his game. Defensively, I think he's underrated. You know, he doesn't really let too many people dribble past him. I think his um, his sort of awareness can be questioned at times, whether he's a, he switches on or switches off a little bit too much. Twenty two um, You know, Reese James is a quality player, but I don't think he is currently... On Trent's level, whether he reaches that, who knows? But for me, right now, Trent is a dead M- cert. Matisse,
1: Matisse, any arguments? Even, even though he's been over, <sighs> over, he's been voted out of it. Uh, but he can still have a say.
4: Yeah, I think it. I mean, at England level, it's difficult to judge, isn't it? Because you know we know who's in charge, but I think. If you're going with who's the better player defensively in a back four, I would I would trust Reese James a lot more than I would trust Trent, especially when I don't know who Trent's partner's gonna be. I think if Trent's partner is a Van Dyke, someone that he knows he can trust defensively as well to help him out, then fair enough. But if you're going with I'm gonna take two fullbacks and pair them up with anyone, and it could be anyone, a Ben White, et cetera, then I know I'm gonna trust Rhys James more defensively than than Trent paired up next to anyone. But Trent going forward, and even though Reese James, as we can see, and you're gonna see a lot this season, Reece James getting a lot of assists, a lot more now that we have a proper striker. Trent going forward is ridiculous. You know, the past that he played the other day, um, in the cam position, <laughs> you know, it was it mm-hmm. was like a it, moving like some sort of Ozil re- it was,
1: Yeah, it was a little in yesterday <laughs> little
4: reverse. Yeah, so so I'm happy to concede on it, but I definitely feel like Trent is more suited to if you're going to go with just any given team, I would actually say Trent at wing back or something, just a bit further forward. I've even given him a case for for center mid. I just think he's so good in, in those attacking areas that he should actually be higher up the pitch than in a back four. But um obviously in your system, then he gets further forward. But in most systems in a back four, in a four four two as well, you know, I don't know if if, if we're talking about a four four two, I don't know if Trent's gonna get uh, as far forward as as we're thinking here.
1: I think so. The next one's fairly simple. It's a question of who's playing next to Virgil Van Dijk. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: who's playing next to Virgil Van Dijk? Oh, uh, the, the brilliant centre backs,
2: non-existent again. It's got to be either Gomez or Mata. But right now, Matthew. Oh, I'm don't kind
3: of even cool. mention Go. I knew you'd come in with Mata. Well, who Gomes. are you going to mention? Go, let Let's bring in Avi. He hasn't He's been quiet for a while. But who are you going to meet?
2: Oh, Tiago Silva.
3: Well, I right mean, now you as of take now, take your pick, and they'd be better than Gomez. I take. Well, Kalata. well, I
1: did I say, I did Thiago say, we're, I did say, we're assuming at full fitness and form. And for me, Thiago Silva, yeah, has he's been got the most in. underrated yeah. centre back of the last decade. That no, not Chris, he's enough.
2: got his, he's got his plaudits. Uh, no, he has. No, nah, when he, when he played in France? He people don't see him as much because the French league's weak. But he's always had his uh, fair share of plaudits. No,
1: he, no, for me, most, he hasn't anyway. most Yeah, okay, that's for you. But even if we we if we're yeah,
4: going with a back I four mean. and we're going with um, who's at their best on any given day, then Thiago Silva is, is leaps and bounds better um, than, than Matip. And I know the chat loves Matip and everybody loves Matip, but Thiago Silva is another level. We're talking about a world-class defender here that got to the Champions League final the year before last, got to the Champions League final again. And the only reason why he wasn't in our team a lot towards the back end of last season, by the way, is because of injuries, not because Mm -hmm. he wasn't good enough. He very rarely put a foot wrong. The only two games he didn't play very well in was the West Brom ones. One of them, Jorginho, actually did set him up for a red card with the the loose passes that he was playing. And the other one, you know, it was very early in the season. He made a very poor mistake with a loose touch. But in terms of just defending, this guy is just unbelievable. And from, from a passing perspective as well, you put him next to Van Dijk and you're getting two of the best passes in the league, period. Not even just defender you know, passes. We're just talking about two of the best passes. So Thiago Silva is, has got to be in that team for me.
1: I'm willing to accept that. Um, Conor, any any cases for anyone else? No, I don't think so. I mean, I mean I'm form. not, but, but I will say, what I will say from a magic point of view is Jaul Matip is slept on way, way too Cause he's much. Because he's injured for Because he's injured a lot. Shows. That's why. It's it's because he's always a, injured. I, right, I, think. I get that. I get that. But when he, the 12 games he plays on average a season, <laughs> 12.5 <laughs> on average, right? Because he played half of uh, one half against Spurs, right? The, tw- the 12 and a half games he plays is fucking immaculate. He's magnificent. Mm. But as I said, Silver is, is is one of my favorite He's elite. He's
3: elite. He wasn't he's elite. elite. So I think course. we've got kind of. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So for me, I mean. Silva.
3: In, in a three-back, this is why the formation was so important for me, because in a three-back, in that left centre-back role, I mean, Rudiger's been on a different level since mm-hmm. Tuchel came in. Uh, offense, he's covered uh, so much ground as well, making up for, for attacking wing-backs like Alonso. I mean, you know, it, people have said it before, it must be a centre-back nightmare to play with someone like Alonso. Can you imagine in a back four? You're playing with Alonso and he spend most of his time at the back post yes. and then they break on quick transition and you just got, you got, you got 80 yards to defend.
1: It was like, like when we Go. had Moreno, it's like when we had Moreno, that, that side yeah. centre-back. He's us.
2: a legend. He's a legend now, Chris, please. After last summer in the Europa League, he's a legend. We're, talk, we talk we need to
1: move on to left-back. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's, I think it's Robertson.
0: They're like if casual and cool, had a baby. Well, it's clear why you're an ABC enthusiast. Pleasure having you and your pants on the show. Thanks for having us. Find the shockingly comfortable ABC pants at lululemon.com. Yep,
3: yeah, I'll concede.
2: Hands down. Hands down.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah I do think yeah. I, I mean you mentioned earlier, Grizz, you said um that 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 sort of left hand side of, of Robbo and Van Dyke is just impenetrable and no one dares go near it. I think Robbo can be got at. I think in the last um in the last sort of I don't know, six months of the season, maybe there were times when he did look vulnerable. The whole uh, team did. To we, the
2: whole team looked vulnerable because of injuries, but come on. Well, we've got to move on. Let's to Have you, at you, left back.
1: you I, 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 stop arguing every point. Yeah, we've got to move on.
2: <laughs> he said you were vulnerable. Of course I'm going to fight our corner. Go on. Okay.
1: <laughs> but, you know, can you do it on your own show, please, on Fridays? Yeah. Yeah, one, uh, for tomorrow, one for tomorrow. One for tomorrow.
3: Exactly. <laughs>
1: um, so, I think we will agree, we're we all going to agree two out of the three. So, mm-hmm. I think Fabinho and Conte go straight in. Mm-hmm. Is there that, yeah. any arguments or doubts about that? So
2: you're going with sorry, can you just say that again? Conte Fabinho, Fabinho.
1: Fabinho and Conte and Kante for me are two definites at the three. In, in a four four two. Yes.
4: I'm going
2: with Conte
1: Ooh.
2: and are we the, going four four two, aren't we? That's what we said. Yeah, I feel like that's yeah.
4: a little bit I don't know. It's just I I don't know. Does it work? Conte and I, Henderson I, for me, because
2: we need a captain, and he's he's he sure is one hell of a captain. You've got Henson. Virgil Van Dijk and Tiago. Yeah, Vasil- no, yeah, Vasil- no, I, no, no, I don't like no, no. Virgil captain. I don't like no. Virgil as captain.
1: Tiago Thiago Silva's probably Thiago Silva was probably one of the best captain in recent times from and Jordan so. Henderson
2: hasn't. Well
1: yes. Yeah. <laughs> <I laughs> <I think, laughs> <think> <laughs> he has to get <laughs> in the team first. Jordan Henderson is
2: If he's fit, of course, he's in the team. I mean, I mean,
4: Jorginho's just one UEFA men's player of the year, so I've got to put him, put him in the hat, I'm afraid. I mean, he's literally just done what he's done with Italy, he's done what he's done with Chelsea. Um and he's very underrated. The amount of tackles and interceptions he actually wins is a lot. If you look at the statistics for Champions League, he, he's the most in tackles and interceptions. When you look at the statistics for Italy and the Euros as well, he's very high up there. Um so I've I've got to throw uh, him in there.
3: I have to. I think I think he's very up. Uh, you, you, if you, if but you have a, the wrong setup, if you have the right yeah. setup for Jorginho and Tatuko alluded to it in a press conference earlier in the week and people were taking mm. him. Quotes way out of context and things like this, but if if you have the right setup for a player like Jorginho he can massively improve your team. He can. He's a metronome, isn't he? you know. He gets the passes in, he sprays the isn't, passes out. And he guys, we're just talking
2: about a four-four normal two, four-four-two, uh, old school British style of football. So, yeah. it's Kante is One hundred percent, I agree with Kante Who's the next one? Grizz, take the deciding power, Please be kind. <laughs> it's Fabinho. <laughs> Fabinho.
1: Connor, Connor says Fabinho, and so we we agree with Fabinho because I was going to agree with Fabinho. I think if we don't have Conte in a combined Liverpool Chelsea team. No, he has to be in, yeah. It, it's, it's it's mad there's no point doing it. We, we 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 done we done it all wrong. So on that basis, because we agree three out of the four agree on Fabinho, it's Fabinho and Kanté. Two wingers. Talk to me, boys.
2: <sighs> for me it's got for... In a 4 4 2, it's just it's, not It's where... difficult, exactly. Yeah, it's not, Salah, it's not I
1: think Salah. I put think put Salah
2: Victor Look. Moses on the right, if you want.
1: Let's, on the, <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> Honestly. Look, let's 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 break it down. We know up front is Lukaku and
3: Salah, or we could be playing, playing Salah, Salah, Salah on there? the right
1: on a 4 4 2. It's Haberts a very a odd system, Haberts that's is a why false,
3: it... you know, sort of center forward. Grizz you
2: know, only knows four four off-line. two from back in the day, but like times have changed. Maybe yeah, you oh, have like one
3: you got, you know, one one playing higher up and one dropping deeper. You can't have just two, I'll put Salah as a thing. sort
2: of just behind Lukaku, put Lukaku up top in a four four two, but Salah just behind.
1: I think then, I think Salah is the most dangerous right attacker in world football, probably, and we're gonna move his position. Ooh, true.
3: Yeah, I'm happy to so, so Salah, Salah wide right playing with advanced wingers, like a four two four, then we can stick Salah on the right wing.
1: That's what I'm saying.
3: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Salah Salah and
1: four four
2: two
4: hideous. Yeah, Salah
1: okay.
2: I
4: agree. So.
3: Four four two in
4: attack. Yeah, You've been outvoted.
1: Then. You know yeah. how it works. Or you can put yourself. No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with I'm happy, with. I'm
4: happy with that. Sat Salah and Mane in the wings because I I want. Yeah. I, I'm definitely taking the strikers for me. I, I, I'm putting my chips down for Lukaku and Kai mm-hmm. up front. And I'll back you. So Kai based on what, Matisse? Lukaku and Kai have us. based on what? Come on, Matisse. I mean Lukaku. I mean Kai is Kai is ridiculously talented. If we're talking about players on top form, very few young players touch this guy when he's at when he when he's. But he hasn't in been top
2: form for the last year, but
4: You done. saw in the Euros what he did. With, even with Germany, he showed very few glimps. He showed a few glimpses of what he's done. I'm saying, but we're we're not talking we're, we're not talking about a team based on form. We're talking about a team playing to the peak of his powers. And I'd say Kai mm-hmm. is more technically gifted than. Than um Firmino and and um and Jota, even though I do love Jota a lot, I do love Jota a lot, I do love Jota a lot. Jota a lot, Jota a lot no, but, but
1: technically, more than Firmino is uh because when Firmino's Firmino was on song, yeah,
4: Firmino is good as well. But the finish, I don't know, Firmino, the finishing sometimes it seems to be back maybe this season, but the finishing last season he just didn't. Come I up think, up goals. I
1: think, I think basically, hold on, this Chris brack's team, where is it? Is that, is that the one he's picked basically for us? I think we agree.
2: He's already picked players like Frank Lampard and Zola and whatnot.
1: Is it? Is it? Is this our team now? He's picked Hendo. And Fabinho, he's behind yeah. Owen. He's playing the fourth. Yeah, really I free. can just he's see everyone Hendo. saying, "Avi's having a mirror." And I, who is saying Kai cool. Hybert
2: How's Kai Hybert g- Good enough right now on t- current form? He's not for Chelsea. We're talking to about the Champions League final goal. But about, hey, you didn't hear? You
1: didn't hear? You didn't, you, you didn't, hear again, again, right you didn't listen? Yeah, again, you didn't.
2: This is why I hate these games. I hate these cross.
4: Cross breeds. This is what you want to call
1: them. Cross breeds. He called them. This is why Dick he hates it. these crossbreeds.
4: <laughs> I I, I'm surprised that the people in the chat expect us to pick so many Liverpool players. We just won the Champions exactly. League. We're, go, we're, going <laughs> we're going to put some <laughs> of
1: our I'm not going to lie. I think it's very fair what we've done. We've done Robertson, uh, Trent, Silva, Van Dijk, mm. Kante, Fabinho, Salah, Mane, Lukaku. That one key position we have to agree on. Because I think the rest, we all agree.
3: Hey, let it's, me throw my uh, hat in the ring.
1: Kwan, Kwan, you. I'm going to go with you as the as the decider because we will. Grizz would
3: have Twitch as manager as well.
1: That's why. That's how much of a blue he is. <laughs> are you ready? Are you ready?
3: Are you ready? The final spot. team Laverna.
1: No.
4: No, no, I don't, even, no. Even I don't even I don't even agree with that. Yeah. No. No. We're
1: having that. I think it's, it's it's. I think at is at their best. It's it's Bobby or Kai Havertz for me, especially with that formation, because we kind of have all runners. We've got Mane, we've got Salah running, we've yeah. got Lukaku as a focal this point. Is, this is why we've I got get intelligence. Now, Kai Havertz is magnificent. Because he can drop deep. He's young. He's got the potential to be sensational world-class. I don't think he's quite there yet, Matisse, even at his best. Bobby's mm-hmm. proved to be... Pivotal in a Champions League winning team, in a in a in a Brazil team, in a league winning team, records breaking. At his best, I still think Bobby Kyahavas has got the potential to be better than him. I will say it. Yeah, he has got the potential, but at their best, from what they've shown so far, I'd say Bobby. And as I'm the host, sit down. So Bobby (laughs) gets that (laughs) role. I'm sorry. This is a dictatorship. The big guys. Yeah, yeah, the big dog has spoken. Listen, guys, um, quick predictions. Quick predictions for Sunday because we're running out of time. Um, Saturday, quick... 2-0 Liverpool. Saturday, 2-0 Liverpool, yeah. Confident, yeah.
4: Confident, okay, yep. cool.
1: Matisse.
4: I'm gonna go 2-1 Chelsea. I'm I'm gonna have to back Chelsea because obviously we're in great form. I've got a of course. But this is a very evenly split game. So I've got to I've got to give us the edge. Connor.
3: Yep, I'm also gonna say Saturday, like Abby. Bold prediction there, mate. Um I will go one-one. I'll say uh, who's scoring, who's scoring, who's scoring. Mane and Timo Werner,
1: one one. Mane and Timo. Right at Mané. this point, we're gonna say goodbye to Matisse because he's got to run. He's got another. Stream. I gotta go. Matisse, you're man. a legend. We catch up real soon. Real pleasure having Brilliant, you on,
4: bro. Much appreciated, guys. Thanks we so much. Catch up in a bit. Good, in right.
1: a bit. So, guys, a lot of talk uh, about uh, sort of in terms of. The Champions League group's been made today. We're just gonna quickly talk about the Champions League. Um Avi, our group. I know you were saying um, you know, it's it's fairly fairly easy in your eyes. You like the classic the no, I didn't say that. You like the classic, I, I you do, like the I, classic. Go on. I thoughts.
2: do I do I do like a tough group. I think it is the group of death. Um Look, I, I just love that AC Milan are back in it. You know, they they deserve to be, they're a Champions League club. They deserve to be in it. At Atletico Madrid. I think there's, you know, a little bit of history there uh, in recent seasons. AC Milan, Porto as well. You know, every time we play Porto in a European competition, whether it's the UEFA Cup or the Champions League, I believe we're in the final of that competition that very same year. If someone, if Laura Duffy wants to correct me or not. So it's a great tie for us, Chris. I do see us going through. I think it will actually be Liverpool and Milan that go through from this group,
1: Chris. Wow.
2: Yeah. I, I think Simeone might come up short. Yeah, I think it will be us in Milan.
1: Okay. Um, that's a bit of a turn up for the books. I didn't think you think Milan. I think Milan are a woeful team at the moment. Hopefully this doesn't come back to bite me. Um, Milan are an absolute shadow of themselves, even last season. If they're relying they, on... F-
2: they were top of the league for the best part of the season. It was just until the, when Ibra got injured. No, I th- I think they're a, they're, a, they're a good team. Don't uh, sleep on Pioli, their manager. He's um, a very good manager with the tagging football.
3: Okay. Pioli has done a, well, done a good job actually. And they've, got, they've, got, they've got some good talent in certain areas. I think their centre back partnership of um Roman player. Anti Rabich is a good player. Teo Hernandez at left back is a good player. Frank Kessie. From Kessie is a good player. I mean, they've they've got they've got sort of sprinklings of good players. Um Rafa Leão as well up top, a, yeah. another good player. And I like talent. I like the
1: look of good him. Talent. you know mm. well it, I I mean I do ahead of Athletical. Come on, guys. I mean, is I think Avi just spoke with his hipster head on. Atletico mm-hmm. were the standout team. We're talking about Madrid and Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Atletico won the title, and I'd say they're possibly even stronger with they the should. signing of Depaul. Um, mm-hmm. Who DePaul else to sign? Kun- signing. Yeah, Cunha. Mm-hmm. I'd say they're stronger. Um, you know, it looks like they're only letting Saul go. It's a big call. If you guys think Milan, I just want to quickly read this out. Uh, Thank you, Mr. Dare I say, Drift with my mate Callum's picture on. Come on, you need to change, switch that up, man. You're better than this guy. <laughs> Whoever you are, man. Putting my friend's picture up as your Avi, man. But the only, he says, the only Chelsea players getting into the combined 11 from Chelsea is the fake silver, Kante and Lukaku. Be honest, and I think the game will be 1 1. Fair enough. Um, your group, Connor, talk us through your group. What do you think? Um, I mean, it,
3: firstly, I want to say I'm envious of your group. I mean, you've got hard of? teams. In terms of away days, I mean, come on, you guys got Porter, Sweden ain't bad for you guys, Sweden ain't Milan, bad. It's a nice Milan, part of the world. What is it? Porto Milan and uh and Madrid. Here, Madrid. Yeah, come on. They are three of the best away days you can ask for. That's Fonda, a proper champions league group, right?
2: Petersburg is proper but, a nice area in
3: Russia. Malmo's a nice area of
2: Sweden. And then you're going yeah. to Gasparini's yeah, nice. at Come Atlanta. Malmo. Is China. 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 Yeah. He's talking He's about, about Champions League. Malmo, Malmo has yeah, got Malmo back in the 70s and 80s. They used to be in the Champions European Cup.
1: They used to grace that competition. Come on, let's have some respect. Come on.
3: It's, the, it's 2021, my brother. Come on. Malmo in the 70s. Yeah,
1: he, he does these ones, you know. You, you'll get used to it. Actually, you won't you won't get used to it. Trust me. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, what do you make of our group, Chris? I think it's a tough one, Avi. I genuinely did think it's a tough one, but I like that. Because this team, again and again and again, has proven to, to enjoy the big nights. The big nights are back, man. Like mm. fucking hell, Champions League nights at Anfield, packed. Mm. They'll be fucking shitting themselves more than us. All those teams that we've drawn will be thinking, "Fuck, why us? Why Liverpool?" Like poor Porto, as you said, it seems like every season you said, like we've every season they've been on our on our route. We've reached a final, you said, or something.
2: Yeah, when we played Porto in a whether it's the UEFA Cup in 2001 or Champions League uh, 2018 and the one the year that we won it in Madrid, we played Porto along the way. So, yeah, that's a good omen for us.
1: Yeah, oh, look, as, as, as Ashley says after last season, I'm just glad we're in a Champions League at all. At all. I mean, who would have thought 12 games to go we're even going to reach the Champions League? Not that you know it was mental the way we've done it, but you know, as I said, people, um, I want to ask you guys very quickly because it's a tough one, you know, favorites. I think it's so hard to... It's play. open.
2: I think it's open this year. And I think last year was open as well. I think this year it's open. I think the season before last when Bayern won it, I thought. I think everyone knew that Bayern were the top team that season. I thought yeah. they were just built for the Champions League under Hansi Flick. I think this season, again, similar to last season, it's open. I think it's an open format. Chelsea won it. Did we expect Chelsea to win it? I was once? just going to say, Lampard when was the
1: last time a favourite actually won the Champions League? Like From the start... Oh, well, Real. Real. Real! Real and they're, they're Real
3: quadruple. Real won in what four and four and you know four in a row. They I think Brian were the second favourite. One. They must have been the favourite for the third. Yeah,
1: were Brian were Brian the favourites when they under won the
3: from
2: split, the start. Yeah. From from actually, yeah. To be honest, they got um, rid of him, they didn't were? they? Yeah, from the
3: start yeah. under Flick, they wouldn't have been wouldn't have been favourites at the start because no, they relatively
2: unproven. They'd got rid of him and he came halfway season. yeah, I so think it's a tough
1: one. It's open. It's
2: open. It's open.
1: I think okay. I think I think PSG have to be in the picture now. Yep. Uh Man City have to be in the picture now, just on the basis of the signings they made. And then us and, and Chelsea. Yeah. Us two teams, we we will be in the picture, right? Like it's it's a it's a it's a magnificent season to look forward to. A PSG to City
2: level. final would be something. I know people hate the oil stuff and the money and whatnot, but that would be some final. Ronaldo at City if that happens. Messi at PSG, Poch vs. Pep. In a final, especially after their Spurs and City semi-final sort of, a um, quarter-final game that they had previously in the Champions League, that would be some game. Mm. That final, so there'd be some game.
1: Well, I think it, the way the transfers happen and, and and the way possibly more madness in the in the five days remaining, I think it set us up for a proper season, man. We're back, footballs back, crowds are back, excitement levels are back, big transfers are back. Do you remember we missed big transfers as well? Um, it's an exciting season, and and we're going to be here. Throughout the season, to, to 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 sort of talk about it and give our opinions. I mean, I can't fucking wait. Um, Avi, is there anything else that you wanted to to, to say or discuss? Just uh,
2: three things, quickly. Um Listen, I put a comment up there earlier on about Alonso. I didn't know that Marcus Alonso was uh, involved in a car accident. I legitmi- legitimately thought it was to do with Fernando Alonso in Formula One. So, I apologize for that. Also, Andy Quinn, he's a Liverpool, um, he's on Twitter, but, um, I think the end is near for him. So prayers and thoughts for him and his family. And also Sienna steps, guys. Let's get Sienna to St. Louis, I believe in America for a treatment where, you know, should be there by November. That's the target and LFC DT forward slash Sienna. So please, um, Let's uh, push that forward. And, oh, Grizz, um, uh, you've got a YouTube channel, I believe. So congratulations on that. Hope it's growing. Hope you unveil your videos soon. Um, So we're looking forward to that, Grizz, and hoping uh, to see what's in store for it.
1: Yeah, that should be good. Should be a bit of fun. I've got you on the technical side of things. So things come (laughs) wrong. I don't know what I'm doing right now, yeah. You know, every day he tells me, leave it to me, I'll handle it. Leave it to me, I'll handle it. And you've seen the results, right, Connor? So I, I need I say any more. Um, but I don't even know how he's going to close this. So um, I'm looking forward to Avi trying to close this I look, look, he's panicking now because he's realised he's got to close it, right? <laughs> but Connor, um, I know you're back tomorrow with the Sports Unplugged, aren't you, with Avi? Mm-hmm. Um, what well, have you got lined up for us tomorrow? Or can't you say yet?
3: Yeah, I mean, we'll keep it confidential, keep the people intrigued, but I mean, there'll be our usual uh, coverage of the Premier League fixtures and a little bit on the FPL as well. Um, some sort of gems in there, and we'll update the people on our current standings. Yep. We're having a little bit of a battle. Uh, we've got some Formula One to talk about as well. Belgium Grand Prix returning on the twenty ninth on Sunday. Yep. Looking Cal- forward to from- that. It's been a nice, nice break. Uh, Calvin Coppish.
2: Kyle and Kyle from Kovish will be joining us. Um, we're going to be discussing some UFC topics. Some two big topics that we want to talk about. Obviously, one which will involve Conor McGregor, and there's another one that we'll be talking about. So it'll be good. Tune in, guys, if you can. I know it's Friday night; everyone wants to go out and party, but if you can tune in, that would be great. Chris.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, so, so you know, if if uh, if you'd kindly want to subscribe to my channel, it's Chris Khan. Uh, simply Grizz can't can't give it a subscribe. Oh and your Insta page, your, your Instagram is who, not Yeah, don't worry about that. That's not good, you know, <laughs> let's not you know, let's not, you know, I mean, like relaxing it a little bit. But uh, but yeah, should be a bit of fun. I think uh Kathel Robinson asked for transfer news. I'm afraid there's literally from a Liverpool fan's point of view, there's absolutely nothing. I Saul? What about uh, Saul anything to sell, so you guess you know, I, since I said to you there's been nothing after that. I haven't heard nothing, so I went all quiet after that. So that was about three weeks ago, I think it was, where I heard Mm there's been developments. Since then, we've gone totally quiet on it. Now, unless they've confirmed it and agreed the deal behind closed doors, we'll find out. But I think it's gone totally quiet on that front. Uh, I genuinely think, unfortunately, the the situation, as I understand it, is we we're relying on on Origi going. If Origi goes, then I think we'll bring one in. Otherwise, I think Jürgen Klopp is very happy with his squad. Who are we to argue? Hey, As much as we'd like signings and whatnot, I think Jürgen Klopp um, is happy with his squad, unless, as I said, unless an attack, another attacker leaves. But listen, guys, it's been magnificent. Uh, we've gone way over time. But Liverpool and Chelsea, so much to talk about. It's been brilliant. Thank you, everyone, for, for viewing and listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been Carnage. Over and out.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.